three, two, one, and hey, that's Cam. Welcome back to another ep of This Might Be Helpful, and I think that this one will be because today we are joined by the founder of my favorite meditation app, not to plug it too early on, but I, I literally love this platform, and I'm really grateful and excited to be joined by Ride today. So hello, welcome, thank you. Can you please introduce yourself? Hey, Cameron. Hello, Hello, audience. Hello, friends. I'm very excited to be here today. Uh, huge fan of what you put out in the world, my friend. Uh, so thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Um, we we connected through DMs. You just had a couple of funny replies to my story. And then <laughs> the vibe can start from there. And I love that because it's, it's difficult to, um, to find... The, the resonance within an inbox just like full of DMs, it's quite an overwhelming and overstimulating experience um, and one that you need to practice like a healthy detachment from in order to engage with sustainably. But <laughs> me, wild DMs is something that seriously provides me joy. Um, notwithstanding, you've created or have been the founder of, of Open, which folks, let me tell you, I have many different modalities for for meditation and for breath work and um, connection, expansion. And I try not to get too prescriptive in those because it's easy to find something that works and then believe that that's the thing that works. And then just do that all the time because you develop an ex expectation, which then removes you from the initial experience anyway. But I've been on this open platform for a few months now. I think I've done 60 classes and just this week right now, I've woken up very tired today because I've been in a vortex of, of creativity. And it comes after a couple of weeks of foggy lack of clarity. But I, I did a guided meditation by Minaj a couple of days ago on Tuesday, and it was on um, creativity. And the title was You Are Ready. And it was a 12-minute meditation and I woke up from that with such clarity that the last few days have just been this um, intuitive execution, applying that clarity in real time, not allowing all of the doubts and insecurities to settle in and understanding that the only way to move through those is to keep moving through those. And you gain that momentum and it holds less power over you. So I just have to say thank you. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. And Thank you for showing up for yourself as you do. Um, I think you've got, like to your point, a lot of tools and techniques at your fingertips. So I, I feel honored that we're, um, you know, finding space within that spectrum for you. But yeah, it is, it's uncanny. Um, you know, so much of our, there's a lot of challenges or opportunities depending on how you want to spin it. Um, that lie before us at open, but one of them is certainly how do we artfully communicate the power of the practice? How do we artfully communicate what someone can get out of doing the thing um, and doing so with some modicum of consistency? Um, and once you've experienced it, it's, you know, as you've described, it's like, wow, the momentum of this is incredible and, and the potential of it, you probably still haven't seen, um, but you've gotten a taste of it. Uh, but how do we communicate that to people um, in a way that is 
inspiring and aspirational, but also really tangible, right? Because the spectrum of needs here are everything from acute stress or acute needs in a moment to um, the life, the type of life you want to live broadly, right? So um, that's something I think you do really well. I think you really break down and storytell um, kind of the Western, Eastern um, rationale for why we do the things that we can do that can really empower us to have agency over our well-being. So, yeah, that's why I was really drawn to your work. Um, I guess I only know really know one surface of it, uh, which is what you're putting through that that IG channel. But um, I'm excited to even you know not to get in on the question side of things, but what got you interested, like what kicked things off for you on your well-being journey and where did you start to intersect with some of these modalities? Mm. Um, I think I was raised in a very curious household with a very open-minded family. Um, when I was like five years old, I was saying, I'm a Buddhist, as if I had any idea of, of what that meant, but I thought it was reincarnation. And I was like, that makes sense, like some kind of karmic... Uh, mechanism to the world that serves as almost like a form of homeostasis. Not that I even knew homeostasis, but it was it was balance. And years, uh, later, I think that slipping into into meditation was probably a form of self medicating in a way. Like there was a, an effort or a desire to experience what people express they experience through these. Um, through these practices, but slipping into it and, and getting involved in it for the first time, I, I realized this, like the utilitarian potential of it, of, okay, I don't need to connect to a, to a higher spirit right now, but I, I can definitely alleviate these, these racing thoughts and um, gain a, a, a wider perspective, um, learn how to consolidate my, my energy and stop uh, unconsciously assigning emotional value to things like through this, mm -hmm. this iterative process where meditation allows you to continually let go of what you aren't so that you can pour more devotion to what you are. And it helps with that the exploration of, of meditation, of consciousness, shows you more of what you are. It turns those those boundaries into horizons and 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 does allow you to tune into something something grander, something that can turn sight into vision and then vision into execution and then execution into, into manifestation. Like it's just, it's, it forces you to ask questions about yourself or be asked questions about yourself that perpetuate the algorithm of, of who we are. Right. And right. there are so many misconceptions about, about meditation particularly when it comes to certain, I'll say, uh, presentations or prototypes of people and not being able to do it, um, particularly within like the neurodivergent ADHD realm, like, oh, I can't focus. I can't sit still. It's like, you can and you must. <laughs> Break down preconceptions. Yeah, I was, I was just reading something. I wish I could cite the source. I just don't, I legitimately don't remember, but it's not an all too unique perspective, which was, I was researching some uh, tenants around fitness and uh, you often hear this around meditation, right? The, 
if you can't sit for 10 minutes then sit for 20 but even with really any health practice any anything uh you know it talked about if you are really flexible and uh feel like you have a lot of mobility then you're probably drawn to those types of practices but what you should probably be doing a lot more of is strength and cardio <laughs> if you really don't want to do cardio then that's probably the thing that you should start having some toward energy uh with but but yeah it just it does i i guess you use this term neurodivergent tell me i think i know what that means what does that mean it's kind of a um a sweeping class for any uh brain that isn't neurotypical and so these are these are terms that i hold less um value in the more i learn about myself and the mm. things that, that that classified these things um i just think a lot of the the diagnoses that we have are are outdated you know they're coming from you know, you know freud was three people ago <laughs> yeah it's like that it's not the latest copy it's not the latest edition it's not the latest thinking we gotta we gotta keep adding and contributing to it i'm with you man across the board that's why you'll see a whole host of different modalities on uh and within our ecosystem is you you know um yeah i think historical context and historical um understanding is is paramount uh but at the end of the day we it, we got to do the good work and do the job of combining all of these otherwise disparate sources of wisdom um and and really benefit from the update <laughs> right um uh, not be stuck in the copy and there's you know there's there are constants, I I believe, and this even this can be debated, but I, I do believe there are constants and there are truths. Um, but yeah, we should be combining those different wisdom, wisdoms and coming up with uh, perspectives that are are modern and that are taking the best of. Um, so neurodivergent, it's a, okay. So it's kind of an empowering, it's an empowering take on an otherwise declassified. <laughs> I, I think so like we have um you know we talk about the spectrum as if it's a linear thing like it's a, a gradient on a piece of paper yeah. we could pick out where we are on it but the spectrum is multi-dimensional like there's this yeah. th this thing transcends something that you can you know stick into a a paragraph it's the we have different brains that um potentially due to you know evol evolutionary purposes and needs we had to develop uh, different ways of interfacing with the world so that we could perpetuate our growth in different domains. And the neurodivergent might have been the ones that were more keen on uh, staying out later at night because they might um, catch that that hunt or you know walking an extra few miles or figuring out a, a way to put a rock in a river so that it flowed into the first crop that we've ever had. And then hmm. you have maybe the neurotypical presentation, which are generally the the people that make all of that stuff work and organize it and help to uh, create the actual structures around um, governing that creativity. Because creativity hmm. and then applying that into like a civilizational sense, it's like we have to have this expansion and contraction, expansion and contraction. Um, we throw things out there, realize what works, drop away what doesn't, refine the the processes and 
much of that is, is similar to, to meditation. And I think that people are trying to understand themselves. Um, they're trying to move forward by figuring out what they are and where they came from. But that's the dark maze of the mind and you'll never have an answer. You will have better and better questions, but how much of moving forward is figuring out what you were versus just becoming what you are. And that's that process mm. of continuously letting go. Neurodivergency yes. is, yeah, neurodivergency is, is kind of a reclamation um, and a encouragement for people to not identify with the diagnosis as much and all of the limitations that it comes with. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, and I'm with it. And this idea of people getting to know themselves. You think, um, I guess, what about this feels most relevant today? Like, what um, what are we facing today um, that makes us feel, yeah, like a very current conversation? That's what's coming up for me. Obviously, something of uh, there's a theme around how much information is being thrown at us. The ubiquity of information is causing us to look inward and and maybe hopefully ask the questions of what is it that I I want to consume here. Um, it, you know, we're a far cry from uh, the survivalist mentality on average. Great, you know, and thankful to be in a certain um, operating from a certain level on that. But I'm curious, what feels like the rallying cry around this right now? Um, some answers would be, you know, mental health epidemic, look at stress, look at loneliness, look at anxiety, look at that could be it. Or it's like world events, or is it like, actually it's our progress and, and, you know, things around the information age. Why does this feel, why does it feel like these tools are more relevant than they have been for thousands of years? Ah, oh, such a great question. Um, you know, I think the, you know, the mental health and and the loneliness these are these are symptoms of something maybe you know deeper there's we have a meaning crisis like mm -hmm. a lot of people have been given enough information to recognize on some level that we might be adrift in a purposeless void and we are just on this great voyage through an infinite sea of suns and stars but we are intrinsically connected to this you know, celestial tapestry of atoms and elements that wanted so deeply to understand itself that it created us. And it created us almost so that it could know itself, so that we could ask the question and gather the experiences and create the beauty, be a conduit of love. And our gift is that we have the option to create our own meaning. But we have this this idea that that life is what you make it, that meaning is what we make it. Uh, if there is no point, you make the point. But still, we have that at war with coming out of this deeply institutionalized, programmed, you know, last last hundred years or so, where there are systemic governing forces that will do everything they can to keep you where you are. And we have this cognitive dissonance of like, I was told when I was a kid to grow up and have a happy life, but I'm struggling to do that. They, we were mm -hmm. told to be happy, but we weren't actually 
shown resilience. It's a, a difficulty in navigating the world and it's led us to be understimulated with our bodies and overstimulated with our mind. And that's, so we have a meaning crisis and we have a comfort crisis. And if we can break the comfort crisis, I think that will allow us to, or at least guide us to our own stepping stone towards meaning. And we have all of the, of course, the other infinite, you know, amount of chaos going on at all times, but it's hard to do anything when you don't have a why. Yeah, that's where the the practice is so profound, or in many ways, right? It really had fundamentally changed my life a couple of times over at different stages of awareness. Uh, but one of them certainly on a professional level, the deeper and deeper I got with my practice, uh, the more I started to become aware of what it is I was spending most of my working days working on. <laughs> it's amazing that you can be, like you said, like you can have such a cognitive dissonance with it. Um, I think this is what people are talking about when you say, you say whether or not you're awake. To me, that's what it is, that you're in awareness, actually, of how you're moving through the world, um, the actions you're taking, the and eventually the why, and then you start to rebuild from that purpose and that meaning and, you know, consciously put a, every step in front of the other. Um, but yeah, that was, that's something, you know, as you talk about purpose and meaning, I think that's one of the most profound things the practice, all these practices have to offer is uh, these themes start to reveal themselves to you, you know, as you quiet the chatter, quiet the noise. They, start to show up very clearly with a smile on their face and inviting you to hey summon me i'm right here of course i was but a thousand thoughts racing through your head but here i am i'm the only one now that you've quieted this mind um i am meaning staring at you right in your face yeah um that's what really surprises me often when i'm in the depths of presence and the caves of presence, uh, how clear um, things start to get. And then it's on you. Part two is action. Step one, awareness. Step mm. two, action. <laughs> awareness and there's, there's drop off on the funnel on both of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it, awareness and in, into action, awareness into practice. It's so it's it's interesting to me, like exploring the um almost like the paradoxes of of this, right? Like the practice. The deeper you go into the practice, the closer you get to the nothingness, like not not doing anything, but just being nothing, because that's where the everything is. But in order to be able to slip into the nothingness, you have to do a whole bunch of stuff to to get there. Right, like you're you're flexing the mind, you're flexing these muscles in all these different ways, and you you do that enough, and we have all of these converging neural pathways that I'm not sure how nobody does know how it works, but uh, <laughs> you we'll that, get there. <laughs> that oceanic boundlessness that as soon as you as soon as some like you feel it, and you for the first I don't know how many times you attach to it, and as soon as you attach to it, it's like whew, gone. Like, wow, that feels amazing. What is that? Gone. <laughs> I want to stay here forever. Gone. 
Yeah. Yeah, it makes me think about like the, you know, as long as we're going into interchangeable terms, um, action, practice, why not throw in another one? It's it's really like training, almost like training for the moment um, that's around the corner, right? You're, you're training your mind to be uh, resilient when you need it to be. You're training your mind to be able to come in full awareness and sharpen your focus when you need it to be. You're training your mind to release control and observe when you need it to be. Um, so I think, you know, you can get down some weird paths if you uh, go through some of the branding that well-being modalities are experiencing at the moment. Um, but I'm actually pretty interested in the mixing of terminology that has otherwise sat in, as I said, disparate corners, right? Yeah, it is about fitness. And where the mind starts and where the body ends or begins that's not super clear it's it's not as clear as it's not any more clear in my opinion than uh you know any of the the neural chemistry that you were describing earlier but uh so why not start blending these terms and and finding the kind of the the through line between these practices and um, embrace them more holistically that's part of a, i think the opportunity set is uh, it's not just mind training. It's not just body training. It's not just breath training. It's all these are all tools at our disposal. And depending on your predisposition or what your lifestyle is like or whatever, then there's a protocol. There's a prescription that is right for you. And uh, there's certainly people who can help you find it. There's certainly platforms that can enable uh, that discovery. But ultimately, you got to sign up for the for being the ultimate agent on that path and that and knowing you know what you need um so yeah i think that's a little bit of the breakdown as long as we're unpacking the now um and you know you talked about the the meaning crisis what was the other crisis you you pointed out comfort oh that's a good one mm. Ugh. Yeah, I was facing a comfort crisis this morning, not getting out of bed for the class that I needed to go to, but it was a little cold in the room. I was facing a real comfort crisis as I lay next to my partner. Doesn't was take warm. Much. It doesn't take much. I was I was fighting a battle this morning, Cameron. I was fighting, you know, <laughs> everyone's battle. Uh, they're different, right? But they all seem like tall, tall mountains to us. I fought a, I fought a big one this morning, um, and that was that was a comfort crisis. But yeah, no, I think uh, one of them is this this agency crisis. Um, hey, we're um, I don't want to. Uh, it's not to blame the healthcare system. That would be unoriginal. Um, but we certainly should look at it with a skeptical eye and where it has disempowered us. One of the ways it's disempowered individuals is um, it's taught us to treat things when things are broken. And it's taught us to not look at things uh, or understand things on a, in a systemic way. But I, in my opinion, the, the biggest violation is it's it's taken the agency away from the human being to take responsibility for their own health 
in a proactive way. Um, and that's what, you know, whether you call it wellness or well-being or whatever, that more holistic way to describe, you know, eight pretty sturdy dimensions um, that make up well-being. I, I'm really interested in that. That's what Open's really interested in, right? We're really just scratching the surface, I think, right now through um, practice modalities and delivering, you know, immersive experiences um, that are thoughtful and have depth and are at your fingertips and feel fun and uh, and engaging. Um, but there's so much to work on. There's just so much um, that we can do to entice people to, you know, just really take uh, take charge. Really, take role. It's 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 your one duty. You know, as a, as a fleeting moment of awareness in the grand sweep of cosmic history, we are here for a brief period of time to take responsibility before the lights go out. Just, just even yes. the fact of enjoyment and life satisfaction. Um, it's it's a real reclamation of what it means to be. Oh, sorry, one moment. Why my my Zoom just said that we got five minutes left. I have to edit this out. <laughs> I pay for this. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Oh. oh, this is How now one of me right now. Oh, and it, it, I thought it went away. Um, all right, now I got I got nine minutes left, and it's not. Let me got this. All right, I'm not even going to edit that out. Everybody, you can you can enjoy my stress with me. Um, <laughs> I forgot where I was going, but what I want to say now is that yes, we have we have all of these different modalities, and I am a huge fan and advocate of cherry picking. I want to find things that resonate with me. I I just use my curiosity. If I'm not curious, I don't do it. Um, but with that curiosity, you have to be proactive in in the development of that and where it takes you. So it's being consistently curious, like not just doing something once and be like, oh, it didn't work for me. It's like, come on, keep trying. You have nothing yeah. to lose and everything to gain. Find your way in. Find your way Find in. Find your way in. Yeah. This might be useful. Yep. Find your way in. Yeah, that's what I, you know, I love about open because there's, there are, um, out of all the different teachers, you know, there, there are some that I, you know, resonate more with others. Uh, there are some that I've come to resonate with because they serve yeah. a very different uh, purpose, a different energetic state. Um, like listening to Minaj versus Krusen. That's a, that's a different vibe, right? It's like, a different wavelength, different uh -huh. frequency. Different frequency. It's really, it's really. Uh, you need to meet Krusen, by the way, on a side note. Oh, uh, if I can look at that. Yeah, that's talk about someone who's done the work. But yeah, no, you, but to your point, like the, the, there's different ways to connect in. And you got to find it. You got to find what brings you in. It doesn't mean that's where you'll end up and where you're going to go. That's for sure too, right? As you deepen your practice, as you start to look for more, um, then there's kind of a handoff actually. Yeah. Did Minaj, did Minaj hand you off to Krusen? Was that your user journey? Um, it was bouncing between because when I first got on the platform, I was feeling a little energetically low. And so Krusen was really, I, I, I loved, um, 
the the energy that he could generate within me in terms of like a momentous thing um it's just a different a, a different way in a different way to yourself um hmm. whereas Minaj was landing in a different place um and this the smaller daily meditations that are more on these the i mean the, these infinite concepts right like we have the finite versus the infinite games and even like the thin place by Minaj that was such a an eerily beautiful meditation to slip into that I don't think I did anything the rest of my day when I did that I was like That's, I I've arrived and this is where I want to stay and I just stayed <laughs> and it's all it's all, all back to yourself it's you know meditation is is not something that is creating this you know, attachment to the external that that only allows you to focus, uh, tune into this with that condition. It's something conditionless that through this practice of listening to people that you resonate with and and being able to download that because that's what this resonance is. You can hear five people say the same string of words, but one of them might communicate it with such an energy that that's what you download. And when you do, you really download all of it holistically. And mm. you we. You're right though, like the, the contraction and expansion of gaining more in your practice, going deeper into it, you know, through maybe prescriptive pathways. But then that that leading to this kind of comprehensive growth across the board that allows you to resonate with more. If you really go deep into something you resonate with, that resonance, just like you know, confidence, it transcends the pathways of its origins and can be kind of diffused within the network. <sighs> This is why I subscribe to your channel. I just love hearing you <laughs> unpack these ideas, man. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I, yeah, I'll stop saying that, but this might be useful. <laughs> Go out there and try, try new things. Try things that you don't think you're going to like. Notice your discomfort. There's something to learn in just even that, right? And so, um, yeah, don't get stuck in, in on one frequency and one wavelength. Even if you're gonna, if you feel like you're gonna come back to it, go try new things and see what works. Look for the through line, right? Drop out to drop in. Um, that's definitely, I, I definitely subscribe to that. Um, and don't be shameful of what you're drawn to. That's another thing I've I've seen people fall a little bit into a trap of is kind of apologetically admit they like us one modality uh more than another I, the other thing i've i've heard uh time and time again is oh because people think that um the only thing in the open uh world is meditation so they'll be like oh my meditation oh i i my meditation swimming or they'll be like oh i'm i i run to meditate i'm like that it, it well a that is the meditative practice. It's just the lens that you take that experience through. That's what makes it a mindful experience versus a non-mindful experience. But either way, there's some byproduct of mindfulness happening, whether or not you have the language for it, right? You might be pointing to it and calling it endorphins. Uh, and it, you know that's a byproduct of it, but you might not be uh, able to articulate in detail um, the full awareness that you're experiencing, mm -hmm. the aliveness that you're experiencing in that moment, right? Yeah. Um, having these different modalities. The other thing, I, I, sorry. Hey, sorry, you go. Well, 
I, I just really want to push on one thing, which is that the other thing is when you're met with the resistance of, you know, uh, sticking with something that that is that too is part of the practice. Mm. I think part, part of the the sales pitch that hasn't resonated to me a, a, around a lot of these modalities is to um, is to almost make I'll hone in on one example, which is like make stress the devil mm. as if stress is, you know, like, oh, we got to extinguish stress without stress. You might not do anything ever. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, no, you have to em- embrace stress. You have to navigate stress, right? Um, you know, ease, we're sold ease and calm so much that anytime we don't feel ease or calm, we avoid that thing now. Mm-hmm. No, you got to push yourself too. You, you got to, you know, you have to embrace the duality of life where there's no progress on the other side of that. So um, this might be useful. Don't be afraid to push yourself. You got it. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Harness stress, be calm with your disposition and easeful with your effort. Surrender to the stress and allow its stimulating properties to propel your actions forward. It's stress stimulates, dude. Use it. It's it's how we, we need to get we need to get you into a recording studio. That's why I slid into your DMs. We need to get you. We need to get a badass producer behind you, and we need a beat. That's what you need, man. You need a beat, and we need to let you just lay your bars on the track. That's what that's what needs to happen. Let me know how I can be a part of that. Um, I'm yeah, I'm first in line, man. Just a witness. Yeah, that that'd be awesome. You lay it out. I'll play it out. Let's go. <laughs> why'd you go to, i know we're running out of time why'd you go to australia i've been here for 15 years australian mum and america oh okay uh, i've lived between montana and australia for yeah over half my life i think okay yeah sweet so it, 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 it is pretty it, looks it's a pretty wild place i mean i just moved up to the jungle uh up in far north queensland and it is a place that is alive. It is so, it is just such a visceral embodiment of abundance that I laugh when I go outside. And yeah, you get covered in bugs and there's lots of, you know, things that look like ancient predators, but they've, uh, they've survived here and you know, I'm going to do that too. It's, it's a cool place to be. Where's your partner from? She's from a town called Oladella. Like three hours south, allegedly from Sydney. Allegedly, um, <laughs> but I've seen pictures, and I cannot wait. I mean, look, we're gonna—I'm sure we have like 10, 15 seconds left in this because I didn't upgrade my Zoom. I'm sorry, everybody. That's on me. I've been using Google Meet lately. Um, but thank you so much for being here, and thank you for thank the you, and um, everybody else. I will follow up this uh, this conversation with with another little oh zoom just cut out and it's just me alone now um anyway what i wanted to say before that wrapped up was that open has been a really really powerful tool for me especially as of late as i've started to as 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 i'd said explore the different energies and modalities that these teachers bring to the platform, bring to you in order to bring yourself to yourself. 
I've been in a creative vortex the last few days off of the back of a 12-minute meditation completely unexpectedly. And what these different modalities show you is that all of this exists within you. They help to elicit it so that you can recognize it, so that you can become aware of it, so that ultimately you can be it and you can generate these states of being on demand, being able to slip into a deep state of presence or resilience or devotion, perspective, neutrality, being able to untangle yourself from the brambles of the world, consolidate your energy and allow you to interface with reality, with yourself in a way that truly makes you feel good in a way that benefits sentience. If this entire experience of conscious reality is hallucinated by our brain, we're turning energy into chemistry, turning chemistry into reality, then we have the power to turn the ethereal energy of a thought into something we can hold, something we can hear, something that can change the world. And I'm not guaranteeing that open will make you change the world, but it'll certainly help you change yourself. So if you would like to join for free for the month of January and do 31 days of meditation side by side, then please click the link in the description below and I look forward to talking to you soon.